A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Stu. And this is Bad Screenplays. We've been writing screenplays for years, but couldn't get anyone to read them. On each episode, I read an unsolicited script. And I read one. We pull them apart and decide if they're any good, but mostly try and have fun with them. Maybe these screenplays will attract attention or get greenlit by First Draft Productions, our own fictional production company. Was sat in a traffic jam, which is excellent podcasting, talking about traffic jams and hey. what you were doing the other day. I mean, you know, people people <laughs> want to hear this stuff about a traffic jam that's happened, not happening. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and historical and, traffic jam. And traffic jam. Um. But I was sat there, you're not supposed to use your phone, but it was in hands-free position. Sure. Um, on the M62 car park, as it's um, locally known. And I messaged you and said, what's the name of that podcast again? And it was Josh Clark, End of the World. <laughs> I listened to the first episode of it and I was just captivated. There you go. Oh, man. Right. It, it, it's funny, though, because he sounds a little bit like Christian Bale talking as well, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he does. I just imagine it to be like, you know, what the fuck is this? I know, I know. What was the first episode about? Um, it's about him going, ah, da, 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 like this. <laughs> um, it's about... Uh, forget what the first one was. It's called know. the Fermi Paradox. Oh, the Fermi Paradox. So basically, it's about this scientist dude, Fermi. You know all about this, but for anyone who's not familiar with the End of the World podcast by Josh Clark... Um, it's about someone, this guy, scientist Fermi, who has decided it's a paradox as opposed to like a theory. So you, you discuss it and whatever. Right. He's saying there isn't life on other planets because the um, the Earth isn't as old as loads of other planets and loads of other solar systems and loads of other galaxies. So there is enough time to have passed for there to have been another um, civilized planet, and probably there could be millions of them. So enough right. time has passed and humans have been around for 10,000 years and we've 
already got space travel and it's getting better. You know, he, he's saying that there's there's um, solar systems and other planets that have been around for a lot longer, mm. and so if it would have happened, it would have already happened. Right, and, th- and then it goes into the, the the whys and wherefores and the positives and negatives of the paradox and stuff, and it's so good, it's so isn't good. it? It's so interesting. Talks about like mm. Dyson spheres, of, you know, for power and the the great filter and all these kind of things. Oh, it's it's so good. It's great. He, he raised a good point as well, which I always think I was, you know, just you know, being a fan of sci-fi and stuff like. You just think, oh, at one point we'll just have you know like um, light speed travel or like hyper drives and all that sort yeah. of thing. And he was saying that, um, I don't know what the figures are, but like the speed of light is like 650 million times miles an hour or something stupid like that. Right. And he's saying if something's traveling at that speed, like a tiny speck of space dust is the equivalent of like a nuclear bomb hitting you or something. You know, traveling at that speed into any particle. So that's why it's virtually impossible for that to happen. And you're like, oh yeah, fucking hell, there's absolutely (laughs) reasons why stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, it's mental. Oh, this is good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got into it. That's. Uh, I thought you'd like it. Millions of years, you kind of explored in the galaxies. <laughs> so there's a scientist he has on it, and the kinds of talks are like this. <laughs> and there are lots of science and galaxies around for plenty of hundred years. <laughs> it's it's distracting because <laughs> it sounds like the guy's talking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who this like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. There's like a, I don't know what his name is, and this guy's like blowing your mind with this science, but then his accent's dead distracting. Yeah, it puts you off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good. Oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. That's great. I'll definitely be um, checking out the rest of it. Nice. Don't think um, you've consumed any other media aside from that in, in the past not. week since we've spoke to you about yourself. Um, I've been tipped off about a couple of good podcasts. Um, I'm yet to delve into them, so I won't. I won't name them because they might be dead ends. Um, mm. Just going over some old favourites, really. Um, I did a re-listen of the last season of Gossip Mongers, which is just okay, fucking yeah. hilarious. It's just so good. It's so good. Um, it's just absolute filth isn't it it's just <laughs> yeah total filth and it's one of those ideas that you go ah oh, damn it like it's such a great yeah. idea for a podcast anyway. I saw those guys on Twitter doing a shout out for more um, gossips and this was something like uh, we don't need any more jizz ones thanks please <laughs> <laughs> just get inundated with gossip yeah jizz have you got any gossip have you got, have you got a good old story I was trying to think of like um, old stories to send, I couldn't. I would have to try and think of something prepared. Yeah. The, the only gossip I get is like TV insider gossip, and um, <laughs> a lot of it's not true, and a lot of it I shouldn't talk about on a podcast. Yeah, this is true. Um, so yeah, man, I've got loads of that though. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, apart from that, yeah, I'm the same. It's been a busy week with work. You know, it's all picking up again. So um, no, not much time to. To, to listen to stuff or you know whatever but um where have you been this week Stu I've been in Windsor why have you been in Windsor I've been in Windsor um because there's a news story at the moment which is um centred around Windsor it's a big it's a big story so like this is one thing that as long as I've known you more or less Stu 
whatever happens in the world. That's headline news. You're there within a matter of hours. <laughs> would you say that was accurate? Yeah, pretty pretty accurate, yeah. Uh, but so unfortunately, like, this time it's one of those stories that you know we knew was going to happen. It's it's mm. this stuff is planned for. So yeah, it's been sort of planned out and drilled, and you know people know where they're going to park and everything. It's all it's all arranged. Um, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's a funny one because during COVID, actually, it's a lot smaller than it would have been um, uh, yeah. during normal times. So we are, of course, talking about the death of. Uh, Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's got a lot of media interest. Some people are saying it's had too much media coverage, which you know, yeah, has, read a couple yeah. of things saying that, yeah, yeah, yeah. BBC have had a hundred thousand complaints um, about their, um, yeah, just ditching <laughs> the regular schedules to to put on coverage. But um, I don't know. I sort of funny take on on Twitter because obviously when someone high profile dies then you know up pop a lot of bad taste jokes in the bad and like awful takes on the subject and someone on twitter said if there's one thing prince philip would have liked it would have been a bad taste joke (laughs) (laughs) this is true yeah i suppose so yeah i've I've enjoyed some of his in fact the last like six or seven years I've, i've known a few colleagues who we see each other around the world, and it was one of those themes, you know. I'm working with Americans, and it became a, a sort of a, a trend that we would we would talk about, you know, the royals and the stories and all this stuff happening, and p- quoting some of Prince Philip's, you know, um, <laughs> biggest gaffes or whatever. Yeah. It, you know, it, was, it became a thing. You know, there was some there were some belters. <laughs> Does anything spring to mind that you can repeat, or would you rather not? No, no, it's like. Um, uh, at a uh, and I might get a couple of these wrong, forgive me. But uh, uh, at a school for the deaf children, he was watching. Uh, um, he was standing with them, watching a steel drum band, and mm. quipped, "Oh, no wonder you're all deaf!" Pointing at the band. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> or um, oh my god, telling like the I forget if it's the prime minister of India or something, you know, in his traditional dress. Oh, you look like you're ready for bed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> On talking to a Scottish driving can't, instructor, can't read that. I can't, can't read large Sutton line. Um, <laughs> on, on speaking to a Scottish driving instructor, he asked the question: How do you keep the natives off the booze long enough for them to pass their tests? <laughs> what? The, the natives. natives. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> Just applying his filter to the world. And yeah. <laughs> like in a context that absolutely five people on the planet can relate to. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. So yeah, that's what's been going on. A lot of work, not a lot of. Um... Oh, but but but, I I mentioned last week that I was going to go for a golf lesson. Oh, have, have you done yeah, it? Yeah, I went. I went. I went yesterday. Yeah. Well, how'd you get on? I managed to get some time in the evening. Really good. Okay. Love That's it. That's good. So the first, so turns out the guy, you know, I said the instructor was a bit like, Egh. That's just his style, it turns out. Oh. Okay. So he's just super chill. Right. Um, turned up there was four of us, it turned out. Um, hmm. He went and got 400 golf balls, put nice. us on this driving range. 
um, in four different slots and just said, yeah. <laughs> have at so, it. Yeah, have at it. He showed us how to grip and how to interlock and stand and all that stuff. Mm. Um, and then we just sort of belted 100 balls each down the range. Okay. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. The, the course has got this thing. Um, it's got like I don't know. There's a big TV on each driving range. Yes. And when you belt trace. it, top trace. That's it's it. It's so good. It's good, isn't it? It's it's the best. Tells you ev- everything you need to know about what just happened. Um, yeah. But I find I can I can hit them really straight, like not to the hmm. side, not just like dead down the middle. But I'm not getting like power or anything on them so much. But I know what we talked about. You know when you do get one that just connects nice mm. and everything goes away and you go clunk and the thing just goes whoosh. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you, you just know when the second second you connect with it or... If you know, like you that. know. Yeah. <laughs> and you know when you, sh- you shank it and it rattles your hands and it's like... You're like yes, Ugh. yes. But um, it's funny when like you know, you're hitting a couple of balls in the range and things are going well and then you're absolutely just... Hit one wrong and they go, <laughs> and everyone turns around and looks at you like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got nine, nine more weeks. We're going to do a bit more of that. And then he goes, at the end, we'll uh, we'll take you out into the course. I think so. I think it's going to be like all putting and whatever. And then he's going to let us go on like the main course at the end of it. So, oh, great. Yeah. It's good. I, I love it. I know it's on everyone's cup of tea, but I love it. And the Masters was on last weekend and I, Basically, just while well, looking after me little girl, just had the masters on all day, every nice. day. It's just so addictive. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, it's great. It's great. Good luck. I'm getting, anyway, I'm getting into it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Okie dokie. Shall we get into this? Got a couple of scripts. Is it my turn to go first this week, Stu? It's your turn to go first this week. Okay. Um, at, uh, with a script I've sent you called The Big Score. Big Score. Big score. And... Lo- uh, sent to us by. Uh, a Reddit friend. It was a Reddit friend. Let me find this gentleman's name. He didn't... It's by uh, J. Joseph Robage. Yeah. Um, he didn't specify anything else on the email. It was just a, a for your consideration sort of thing. And you know what? When I saw it, I, re- I read it. Or I started to read it. It's 11 pages, so it's a little lo- It's a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a good few pages into it, and I was just laughing. I thought, this is great. Yeah. He's written it really well. See what you think, but I, I just, it seems, it seems great. It's very funny. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. Can you give me a quick, a tiny, very quick sort of lead in? Because uh, there's a couple of names popping up here and I'm, I'll, I'll end up doing some sort of accent at some point. Oh, okay. Um, so the, the feel of it is it's sort of heisty, right? It's, um... Mm. It's sort of that heist, it's the gang, you know, putting the gang together and you've got this specialist and this specialist and okay. the, the gang leader and there's kind of like the the one member who's not part of the normal team. There's okay, a little yeah. bit of um, uh, Spinal Tap about it in that oh, way. Okay, but, um, got you. But it's, it's good though. Fade in. Internal kitchen night. Three men sit around a kitchen counter drinking Fuller's beer. That's an English brewery, that, isn't it? Fuller's. It is. Now, there's mentions of, like, dollars instead of... But it feels like... It feels British-y. Yeah, a bit British. Yeah. Okay. Lionel, a fast-talking Weasley man, 
and Kevin, nondescript, 40-something, are casually playing poke. Playing poker. poker. Well, Becky, they're just poking <laughs> each other. <laughs> Sitting there on Facebook, poking each other. <laughs> well, Becky, a large, silent, shaved bear of a man deals. Lionel, I'll raise your $30. Kevin, you sure? Lionel, I'm feeling lucky. I always feel lucky before a job. Roland, 40-something scumbag, enters the room. Scumbag. All right, arseholes, listen up. Cut this shit. Becky, you're going to wake up my kids. Becky turns to look at Roland. Roland slaps Becky on the back, laughing. Becky. Enough, Becky. (laughs) Roland continued, tonight's the night, boys. Three men put down their cards and come to attention. Roland continued, I've been planning this for weeks. This is the big score. <laughs> the big score? <laughs> yeah. The one that'll put us on the map. Lionel, I hope it goes better than the last time. <laughs> Kevin, what do you mean? Roland, don't worry, this plan is foolproof. Foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> I see you like an American trying to do a Cockney accent. I know, it's like I'm in a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> We have the perfect crew. Becky is the muscle. Screen freezes on Becky. Music plays. Graphic reads. Becky the muscle. Oh, it's like Glockstar. Yeah, it is. Okay. (laughs) Roland continued. Lionel, you're the wheel man. Screen freezes on Lionel. Music plays. Graphic reads. Lionel, the driver. Roland, I'm on explosives. Screen freezes on Roland. Music plays. Graphic reads, Roland, explosives. It's missing a couple of like silly nicknames, like a Guy Ritchie film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Some of those daft... Um, there was one, um, an absolutely horrific Guy Ritchie film. I think it was was a rock, rock and roller. Oh. And the, the main character in it was called Johnny Quid. <laughs> was it? Like Johnny, Johnny Quid! Johnny Quid. sake. <sighs> Google some. There's one called um, Samoan Joe, presumably. <laughs> Samoan Joe! <laughs> and then, um, oh, do you know, I think we've spoke about this, the guy Richie, um, King King Arthur film. <laughs> There's a fella in the King Arthur film called Goose Fat Bill. Go- really? Yep. S- Samoan Joe, Frankie Four Fingers, Boris the Blade. Boris the Blade, Dan the Daggerman from Dagenham. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've got the gang. It's all set up. Lionel. Oh, oh, Lionel. Oh, he's the Weasley one. Are you sure you can handle explosives, Roly? Roly, yeah, yeah. Becky glares at Roland. How many fucking times do I need to apologise about your garage? Roland pats Becky on the back consolingly. Roland. And your dog. Oh no, he's blowing at some guy's dog up. Kevin and Lionel laugh loudly at, at the dead dog. <laughs> oh God. We had the dead dog in last week's script as well, Jack Russell with no oh, we eyes. we did. A floater. Yeah. A, fl- a floaty. Floaty yeah. Jack Russell. <laughs> it's a floater. <laughs> we got a floater. Bang us a mash. <laughs> Bang us a mash. Bang call a back. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> but you love smash potato. <laughs> Not that much potato. (laughs) (laughs) Roland, shut the fuck up. You're going to wake up the wife. (laughs) 
Roland's wife yells to keep quiet from off screen. Roland shushes the crew. Men quiet down and lean in to listen. I hear um, is the mum off this. Did you watch? The, have you ever watched this country? Oh, I have. Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's her name? The, the Cotswold get... thing. Yes. Yeah, what's, yeah. What's her name? She's she writes it, doesn't she? She's fantastic. Daisy May Cooper. Oh yeah. She's really funny on Twitter as well. Daisy May Cooper, that's right. She's so funny. There's loads of funny videos on Twitter of her winding her agent up. Just have a look, it's dead good. But yeah, Daisy May Cooper in this country shouts down the stairs, pretending to be a mum. And her voice sounds like that! It's really good. But she does the voice and it's obviously her. That's what I hear when anyone shouts down the stairs. <laughs> Roland continued. This place is a front for some serious shit. We'll be in and out in less than 15 minutes, and then back here, drinking fullers and counting the loot. It won't be like last time, but the other Kevin. Kevin. The other Kevin? <laughs> Lionel. Don't worry, it's a freak accident. Kevin. What? <laughs> what? Roland. Okay, one more time. We hit the place in the evening. That's when they will expect it the least. It's exposition. Let's go through the plan one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's have an exploratory conversation so the audience knows what's going to happen next. <laughs> Let's explain it to the new guy in the gang who needs catching up on the, yeah, on the play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nicely handled. I've seen it done a lot less. Good. Right. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> lot less good. A lot less good. Like that. I don't talk uh... good. Lionel. I'll be waiting half a block away and I'll roll in at the 11 minute mark. Roland. And the Big Spoon and I will smash and grab. Big Spoon. <laughs> Kevin. While I do crowd control and watch the door, if anyone touches the alarm, I'll cut their fucking fingers off and shove them down their throats until they shit thumbnails. <laughs> okay. Imagine pooing thumbnails. Hmm. Roland. Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> Kevin, you don't fuck with Kevin. It's <laughs> a badass. In for a penny, in for a pound with this Kevin voice now. Okay. The three men pause and look very concerned at Kevin, who's quietly laughing to himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. Lionel, well, I've got to bring this up again. Do we do aliases? I thought it worked last time. Roland, Fuck you. The last time was a disaster. Your idea to use the facts of life turned into everyone fighting about who would be tutty. Mm. Way over my head, that one. The facts that, of life, tutty. That's, that's why I think it is American. Well, maybe it's American. There's, like, references like that. Um, mm. Well, I don't know what the facts of life are. Facts of life. American sitcom. Oh, George Clooney was in it. Was that when he started out? <laughs> Was it? I think it might have been. Mm. Facts of life. May I mean you get a lot of like American writers trying to, or successfully, writing um, scripts that are, you know, decidedly English. But then there's obviously some um, Americanisms peppered throughout and stuff. Do you, do you think he's like just googled London brewery beer Fuller's? All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll be drinking Fullers, yeah. <laughs> Which is no, a it's a it's a good drop. Yeah, they do London Pride and stuff like that. I think, don't they? Do yeah, I think so. Big brewery, or maybe the guy who wrote it, um, Jason. 
Joseph. <laughs> I've got your name, Robarge. Maybe he's gone to London and drank fullers, and he's gone this when everyone drinks. Yeah, maybe he has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to uh, listen to the show and let us know. J. Joseph Robarge. Okay. Um, Roland points at Becky. Roland continued. The human eclipse over here got Natalie and almost quit the crew. The other Kevin freaked out and called Mrs. Garrett in the middle of the fucking job. <laughs> uh, not, uh, no, not a clue. Not a clue. Nah. Lionel. Okay, but this time we used the Galden girls. Galden girls. Kevin. I like it. <laughs> Roland. Fuck that. <laughs> Becky, look, Becky looks intrigued. Roland. You guys are fucking Bush League fucks. Wow. Strong. Yeah. You're going to shit the bed again. We'll end up back as henchmen for some sick fuck doing overly complex schemes. Just getting fucking fired by some dipshit in a cape. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, was Batman in this universe? In this yeah, world? I think, I think so, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, these like henchmen doing a job and Batman exists. And they're going out on their own. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a fun take, that, isn't it? Right. Like from the angle of the, of the bad guys in a superhero thing. <laughs> yeah. That's an ed- are we the baddies? An- are we the are we the baddies? <laughs> Roland, remember you got strung upside down and hit so hard you ruptured your fucking spleen. Lionel, well let's vote. Screen freezes on graphic reading. Blanche the muscle. Screen freezes on Lionel. Graphic reads Rose the driver. So these are the golden girls. Screen freezes on Roland. Sophia graphic reads Sophia explosives. <laughs> the, way, the, way, the way this is written is all yeah. block capitals, not spaced out. Screen freezes on Kevin graphic reads Dorothy here. The Golden Girls. I wonder if the Golden Girls are still with us. What do you think, Stu? No, I think one of them. Well, I think they're all gone. <laughs> right? But they can't that. be around. They can't be around anymore. Oh God, there's one left. It's there, which one? All by herself, it's Rose. Rose, yeah. News. Oh, apparently DMX was a fan of the Golden Girls. Really? Apparently. He's dead. <laughs> well, he can go and meet them now, can't he? <laughs> yeah, not Rose, though. Unless Rose is his favourite. Right. right. <laughs> Unlucky DMX. Yeah. <laughs> He's about to lose his mind up in here. <laughs> Roland. Oh, Lionel, what about weapons? Roland, good call. What did everybody bring? Roland pulls out a sword. Becky produces two shovels. Old school. Kevin pulls out a gun. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a shooter. He's got a shooter. Lionel, what the fuck, man, a gun? (laughs) Kevin, what? I thought we were doing a job. Lionel, a fucking gun? If you pull a gun in the first deck, someone's going to get shot or some shit. (laughs) It's gone meta. Yeah. Kevin shakes his head and puts the gun away. Becky hands Kevin two shovels, pulls out a rolling pin. <laughs> right. Roland, all right, ramblers, let's get rambling. <laughs> going to go for a walk in the hills. Yeah. Let's get ready to ramble. Kevin, you know my name's not really Kevin, right? Cut to. Definitely the comic relief this guy, isn't he? Yeah, and I like that there's something that's happened to the last Kevin. Yeah. We don't know about yet. And what's going to happen? That's why I was thinking of um, Spinal Tap with the drummers. <laughs> Tragic garden accident. It just kept going through drummers, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, when I was um, 
looking up Journey when we did a Journey song for one of the previous episodes. Yeah. I um, looked at there's like one billion listens for Don't Stop Believing or something. It's <laughs> mad. And if you Wikipedia Journey and you see how many members of that band has been in the past. Oh, really? It's absurd. It's that South Park quote, like, we've got to stick together through the bad times, just like Journey. Oh, I see. And the joke is there's just, there's about 20 or 30 members of Journey over the years. <laughs> it's just a brand. It is. It is yeah. just a revolving door. Amazing. Okay, cut to internal bedroom morning. Kevin, dressed in all black, slips into the bedroom of a sleeping victim. Okay, what's going on here? Sunrise peeking through the closed curtains. Kevin pulls off his balaclava and sits in a chair next to the bed. I think Kevin's gone rogue here, hasn't he? Kevin, wakey, wakey, Ted. Victim wakes up with a start. Looks confused and scared. Victim, who the fuck are you? What you want? Kevin, you already know. <laughs> Victim sitting up in bed. Fuck, who sent you? <laughs> Does it matter? Victim puts on his glasses. I suppose it doesn't. How's this going to go? Kevin puts on rubber gloves. <laughs> Kevin, well, that's up to you. It can be clean and quiet, or we can have a little fun. <laughs> this got a bit dark. <laughs> I think this is a this is like a flashback to like who Kevin really is. Yeah, like a little what what Kevin gets up to in his own time. Like exactly, he's in the gang and he's like, "Hey, my name my name's not really Kevin, you know." And this is like, boosh, who Kevin really is? <laughs> Monster. <laughs> I don't know about murder. I don't know about murder. <laughs> <laughs> Victim. I'll give you whatever you want. There's money in the dresser. There's shit in the safe. Take it. I just, just, just don't, just don't have kids. Kevin pulls out a large knife. Kevin, shh, no. It's already been decided, as far as I'm concerned. This job was done when I entered the room. Now, what will it be? Should we have a little fun? <laughs> Victim, if it's fun you want, I've got Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kevin's like Double Dash or Mario Kart 8 <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you got Mario Kart Live Circuit then that's a different ball game do you know what uh, Mario Kart Live Circuits is Stu nah oh man so you know Mario Kart right yeah so you basically it's a little remote control Mario Kart actual real life thing with a camera on it and what? then you connect it via Wi-Fi to your Switch. And then you drive that car around your house and it maps a course, an actual course, records it. And then you go on your Switch and you actually drive around your house because it's videoed it and recorded it as an actual course. How good's that? <laughs> I don't think Mario Kart and Wi-Fi should be in the same sentence. <laughs> That is amazing, though, especially if you had a massive house. It would be amazing if you had the massive house. With, like, the doors that open to the outside and it goes around the garden and it comes back in. Like, open plan or something like that. You should do it on, on the set at work. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Not again now. Right? That would be so good. Just driving around the garrison. Yeah! That would be fun. <laughs> and then someone, one of the producers sees it and goes, what the fuck, who did that? You sacked. Yeah. And you're like, no, that's for my Insta. I've been putting it all up on Insta. <laughs> so mum was doing that. They, they were filming up oh, in Scotland, Peaky God. Blinders. And um, 
some local newspaper found out that they were shooting up there. It's all been shot now, and um, started like reporting on it and posting it on Instagram. And so um, they had to try and deal with it by. I think the only way they could do it was just open, like open the floodgates on their own Instagram account and say, "Look what we're doing in Scotland. This is going to be amazing." Blah blah. Oh, blah. so they didn't have the exclusive anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing because it's. I've worked on loads of TV shows that you know haven't been aired yet, or it's the first season. But yeah. something like this, it's so well established that like you, everyone knows about it. You know, everyone right. wants to see it and see what's going on and stuff. Worldwide. Know? Yeah, it is. It seems pretty. It's pretty huge. It's pretty huge. Yeah, I saw actually that you made me think. Now, I saw on the BBC it was like the best shed award during lockdown, mm. and this couple. You know, this one woman had her shed um, at the bottom of her garden. It was like fairy, I don't know, some bullshit. She, she went there to chill out, you know, read a <laughs> book or bullshit. something. And then some other guy, this guy and his wife goes, yeah, we've we've come up with a pub in our shed. And they went down the bottom of the garden. They filmed it and they showed the guy and he's got like that fucking Arthur haircut. Oh, God. And he's got, he's got the, he's, but he's, he's massive and he's wearing like a tweed <laughs> suit. Like he's a, he goes, this is welcome to the Pokey Blinders pl- pub. And oh, you go, I know. It's so fucking Oh shit. man. <laughs> but it made him happy. He can sit in his shed and drink whiskey in the middle of the day and f- pretend it's all right. He can dress up as his favourite character of the telly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's way too hot and itchy because he's wearing fucking tweed. <laughs> he's sitting in a shed at the bottom of his garden. He's drinking hard liquor, like, before lunch, because Tommy does. <laughs> he should be wearing an Aston Villa dry fit t-shirt or something, really, shouldn't he? You know what I mean? You to a tweed jacket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mentioned the guy who um, stood outside the set when we were filming outside, dressed up like he was one of the Peaky Blinders. With his... oh, no. Have I spoke about this on the podcast? No. They were filming outside, and so there was security, so you can't get anywhere near the set. But there was a guy stood outside, and I was on my way to where it was. I was like, oh, they must be all dressed up and they're ready to shoot. He must be an extra or someone in the show. He, was, oh, he wasn't. No. He, was a, he was a super fan. He had the full pocket watch and everything. Fuck off. Just waiting outside for someone to go, uh, do you know what? You're exactly what we've been doing. Oh, God love yeah, him, the poor, the yeah. poor guy. Fucking oh, hell. God. Guys, the... um. The fifth Shelby brothers been taken ill. Is there any... <laughs> you! You! <laughs> I don't oh, know. God. And oh, I just felt that sorry for him. Of course you did. Because you've been on a film set, you know? It's like it's 99% of the people are just dressed in jeans and trainers, walking around with headsets on and doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there's like five or six actors on an actual live set, and then there's like a hundred crew. Yeah. And so you and although you're like dealing with the- yeah, and although you're dealing with, like, you are working, you're thinking about, I've got to get that car insurance done, shit, mm-hmm. am I going to get home to, what time am I, you're not, like, all involved with like this guy. I know. Apparently, um, they filmed some some of Batman in Liverpool outside St. George's Hall, and one of the security guides, guards reckons he recognised him, and he showed up to try and get a job on Batman as well, dressed up, I don't know what he dressed up as, the fucking Joker. <laughs> Batman, yeah. Turned <laughs> up as Batman. <laughs> Just in case Robert Pattinson gets sick. I'll be Batman. <laughs> oh, God. No one will notice. Yeah. I'm Batman. 
Uh, oh, well. Okay, anyway. Sidebar. Victim. He off- attempts Kevin with the game of um, Mario Kart. Kevin. Hmm. Tempting. Kevin's phone rings. Kevin puts down the knife hastily and answers the phone. Yeah, okay, I'll be there. Kevin puts the phone in his pocket, laughing, and picks up the knife. <laughs> Cut to exterior, car, morning. Roland, Lionel, and Becky standing next to a minivan outside of a nondescript building. Roland. Yeah, the way I see it, it's a four-man job. We bashed in, bashed out. Easy. I've got the perfect guy. Lionel. You say that every time, Rowley. Shut the fuck up. This is the one. Becky shakes his head. Life was easier when we were working for my uncle. Sometimes you think we were only cut out to be henchmen. <laughs> no offence to your uncle, but fuck that soft dick fucking villain. <laughs> no offence, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't just say whatever you want, but say no offence before yeah. it. No offence, mate, but... You put a bit of weight on, you know. But no yeah. offence, man. You're going a bit thin on top. And you're like, yeah. shut up. No offence, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can run a better crew than this blue Dan and his bullshit schemes. Why did it always involve kidnapping someone's daughter and setting up a show down with a caped arsehole? <laughs> caped again. Oh, God, it's definitely Batman, isn't it? Yeah. Lionel. Doing simple stick-up jobs and rinky-dink bullshit seems a bit beneath us. Also, did you say you're the leader? You're dumber than Becky and half as charismatic. Becky smiles and shrugs. She doesn't give a shit, Becky, does he? Nah. Roland. I will fuck Becky up. <laughs> Beat him in Connect Four so I'm the leader. <laughs> <laughs> Connect Four. Yeah. I saw a funny thing on Twitter where it was a picture of Bruce Dickinson from... I am Maiden, that's his name, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And Suggs superimposed onto a Connect 4 box and it said, Can I play with madness? <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, very good. Roland raises his fist towards Becky. Roland, first off, we're using my place as the lair and my wife will only let us use it if I'm the leader. Also, it's a start, you fucking jerk off. Damn it. You still don't see the big picture, do ya? <laughs> Lionel, yeah, I see it. We fuck around with this five and dime shit until we do ten years in the stir. Yep, stir. The stir. What's, what's that? It's, it's got to be, be prison. prison, hasn't it? Is that a slang for something? In the stir. Stir and... I don't know. I wonder what guy Richie call <laughs> Roland. Nah, this is a start to bankroll something much bigger. What? Your own line of moustache wax? <laughs> top bounce. <laughs> uh, top bounce, yeah. Sow! <laughs> <laughs> Open the kind of banter on him. Yeah, right. Lock him up in Bantanamo Bay. <laughs> 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 Becky chuckles and nods. Lionel laughs. Roland shakes his head, pointing at each man. Bantanamo Bay, fuck it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can, all I can think of is banter memes there. Puns now. Yeah, Banton Tech. <laughs> <laughs> is this Bant Mitchell? Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should just do a podcast of that. <laughs> just coming up with puns. Just like back and forth the whole time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's a pun on the word pun? Pun in games, I don't fucking know. Okay. Roland, fuck you and fuck you. 
That was pretty good. Let me make the call. Roland dials some numbers and speaks softly into his cell phone. Things are all set. My place tonight. Nice. It's on. Internal dive bar night. Rathman. <laughs> Rathman. Is, that, is this the superhero? Rathman. <laughs> Rathman. You feel my wrath. I feel my wrath, man. Uh, disheveled father-to-be enters a dusty old dive bar, already sitting in their elbows on the bar. Drinks in hand are a few old men. Rathman approaches the bartender. What'll it be? <laughs> Rathman. A fuller's... A phone... <laughs> And around for everyone. Oh. I'm drinking fullers again. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> everyone, everyone drinks the same thing. Yeah. Uh, bartender, sure thing. What's the occasion? I'm about to be a father. The chorus of men raise their glasses as the bartender hands Rathman. Why is he called Rathman? I don't know. The phone and post drinks. Bartender, congrats. Rathman. Thank you. I'm nervous as hell. Preacher, uh, an old man with many years day drinking behind him, raises his glass of bourbon to make a toast. Uh, I just think of Doug Stanhope when someone says day drinking. Day, I know, me too, yeah. <laughs> Have a cocktail. <laughs> just loves tiki bars, doesn't he, and cocktails. <laughs> Does, yeah. <laughs> Preacher, to you, yours, and all of ours. <laughs> that was either Doug Stanhope or Steve O. <laughs> I think it was more Steve. Preacher <laughs> finishes his drink and slams the glass down on the bar. Steve-O, mid-friggin' crack addiction. God comes to most men gradually. I'm not doing that voice anymore. No. Bartender, here we go again. Rathman, again? Preacher, bah, no one listens anyway. Rathman hangs up the phone after a brief conversation. What's he doing in a bar if his wife's in labour? I don't know. Maybe he's nervous. He just wants a little drinky drink. He says he's a father-to-be. It doesn't say that she's in labour, does he? Does, does it? it not? Oh, I thought I had. Okay, yeah. Mate, she might be like two months pregnant. Okay. And he's just going oh, to... no, 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 no. Forget that. Speak to some guys. No, read the next line. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I glanced across it and saw it, you know. Yeah, it's uh, like literally the next line. Well, she's in deep labour. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Uh, yeah. Must there have got go. it from somewhere. <laughs> Should be along any time. How yeah. about another fullers and a scotch? Best you've got. <laughs> Still another round. Yeah. Your wife's in labour. Anyway. That's also an American thing. Ordering a beer and a shot. Oh, yeah, and a chaser. Something yeah, chaser. right. Definitely, definitely. Fullers of a scotch, it is. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever done that unless it's been like me birthday or something, and someone's just plunked a whiskey next to me while I've already got a pint or something. Right, right, yeah. Um, bartender, sure thing, pal. I just think if I remember shots without a chaser, I've got fucking Blink One Two songs running around my head now. <laughs> I'm some minded thoughts. Now you're a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's taking everything I've got to not do a Tom Delonge impression. Left you in the bar, put on your game face. Game face! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Tom uh, Delonge. Where do you go right now? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> What's that song? I'm feeling this. <laughs> I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. <laughs> 
There we go, from here. I'm feeling this. The first time I heard that song, and I was a big Blink 182 fan, when that came out, I was like, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> yeah, but that same album, he had a song with like Robert Smith from The Cure. Oh, it was horrific. I know. It was so bad. Do you know who Travis Barker is dating? No. I you know, he was he's dating Kourtney Kardashian. Okay. Like is she, the, is she the, what, the one who's like a billionaire from... I think know. so. I think Whoa. so. Yeah. Travis Travel. Barker. Fucking I hell, know, man. I know. That's crazy. I like crazy. that other... I like the transplants. I remember I bought that first album. That was really good. And Tim it Armstrong. was. Yeah, man. Rancid is good. It's just awesome. Do you know, I put that in... Uh, Diamonds and Guns it's called that song that was a yeah. bit of a Rock the Casbah thing and then that big um, I was going to say big bald tattoo guy but I think they're probably all big bald tattoo guys and transplants yeah. he goes 2002 baby transplants <laughs> I was like 2002 <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah that's right 2002 I know and you know what they ended up selling that song to like Garnier <laughs> shampoo so every now and again you hear it on the TV it's going da, 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 da. you're like oh no <laughs> oh no it's that song again yeah diamonds and guns I think I think this this is quite a long screenplay we need to go on a Tom Delonge Tom Delange sidebar on one of these episodes too I'm making I, I'm making a note of it right now maybe but I think the one that you've got to read is quite short um, okay it's I, I always have a little look at what he's up to and I'm never ever disappointed <laughs> ever okay <laughs> we'll come back to that at some point Wait, um, num, 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 num. <laughs> Tom Thomas Delange yeah. <laughs> right okay uh, we'll come back to, to Delange uh, Rathman really this is my first child presumably preacher first one is the hardest Bartender sets down the drinks. Rathman, handshaken, sips the scotch. How old are yours? Preacher, I don't know anymore. Lost track of them years ago. Ungrateful peckerheads. Peckerheads. Preacher finishes his drink, slams the glass on the bar. Preacher, we don't sin. Jesus died for nothing. He's got a point. Mm. Um, the, <laughs> the other old men at the bar laugh. Mm. Bartender, boy or girl? Rathman, little girl. The phone rings. Kevin, Roland and Becky burst into the bar, shouting about to hold up. The phone continues to ring. Ooh. So this is the big job. That the, this is the oh. job. That was a nice set up there. I enjoyed that. Wasn't it? That was really a good little bit of writing. You've cut us to a different scene. You've, you've introduced some characters. You've established why they're there, what they're doing. And that's the job that these guys are doing. And now you've smashed the two things together. Yeah, it's great. That's really good, man. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. We're copying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't release this episode and we'll just nick that for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Internal kitchen night. Three men at the kitchen counter looking battered, bleeding and covered in bandages, dejectedly drinking fullers again. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is noticeably missing. Oh, God, Kevin's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. What's happened to Kevin? Lionel. Whoa, shit, that did not go well. 
Roland, fucking A. Becky shakes his head and notices he's been shot. <laughs> Just notices. <laughs> Lionel, I think they shot Becky. <laughs> Roland, Kevin was killed almost instantly. <laughs> 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 the two shovels did nothing. <laughs> That's really funny. And he brought a gun with him, but he got changed for two shovels. So they burst into this quiet bar and died almost instantly. Yeah, Kevin did. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the most badass out of all of them. He was the, like, the horrible one. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Lionel, fuck. Roland. And this big bitch... <laughs> Roland points at Becky, slaps him on the shoulder where he's been shot. Roland notices the blood on his hand and wipes it on Becky's shit. Roland continued, He couldn't make it over the bar. I had to get him on all fours just to get him to step on me. I think my back's fucked. <laughs> Lionel, So, you, you really got maced and then kicked in the balls? <laughs> Roland, Yeah, as soon as we stepped out the front door, she got the drop on me. She was quicker than she looked. Who would have thought a sick little girl in a wheelchair could move like that? <laughs> her make-a-wish must have been to whip a grown man's ass. <laughs> uh, Lionel, well, did you get anything? Roland, nah. Becky holds up a few coasters. <laughs> coasters. <laughs> I know. That's what they managed. The guy lost his life. That's all he got. Yeah. They're free anyway. You just take them in the odd. Yeah. Roland shakes his head. <laughs> Ah, fuck it. On to the next big score. We're going to need another Kevin. <laughs> the three men pick up their fullers and clink bottles. Roll, Roland and Lionel laugh loudly. Roland's wife yells for them to be quiet from our screen. Shut up! Roland shushes the crew. Fade out. Really oh, man, that was good. great. That was, was really good. Wasn't it? It was funny. That was. That was. Thank you so much for J. Joseph Robage. Totally, man. Great work, man. Really good writing. You must have been doing it for a while. It's um, yes, well crafted. I like little things like at the end. You know, they go in for this big confrontation. You don't see what happens, but you just yeah. hear all these stories of how they fucked up. It's great. You have to do the work yourself, putting that in your head. Very good. Absolutely. Um, the amount of scripts I've read where it's just endless action and it's really, really boring. I think writing action's an art in itself. And this guy has just completely bypassed it and just gone straight for a bit of a payoff. And yeah, for, for an eleven-page script, it's, there's an awful lot in there, you know. Well, absolutely, absolutely, it's loaded. Well done. I love it when things like this just drop into our email inbox. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well done, man. I, I enjoyed. That. I'm glad you got to that one first. So I was able to have a good look, a good read through then. I see that Lionel's talking fast. That bastard Roland always scheming What the hell is up with Kevin? Walked in the bar, now he's not breathing It reminds me, Stu, very quickly before we move on You mentioned a little while ago that you looked on YouTube of... Uh, film trailers that are due to be released in 2020 mm, and they're coming out this year instead yeah there is one that let me see I made a little note of it it's a Guy Ritchie film <laughs> okay goes by the name Wrath of Man starring Jason Statham 
Okay. Really? And so it starts in like a Mission Impossible type film or something. The way it's Ooh. done and, you know, it's quite slick. And you go, okay, okay, what's this? And then for just from the trailer, it's almost exactly the same as the cowboy script that we read last week. Where just <laughs> a man going around and just shoots people and then shoots someone again and then shoots someone again and then stabs someone and shoots someone for apparently no reason it's just <laughs> relentless bang just gun fetish gun fetish bang bang oh my god look it up if, I swear to if god. I was on a plane and I, I was trying to find a film to watch and I was going through them I, I saw oh a Jason Statham film yeah <laughs> or if I went oh a Guy Ritchie film eh well guess what they put both those things into one film <laughs> oh I don't know honestly of course I'm gonna watch it <laughs> Take out the trailer and have a look. It's fucking outrageous, honestly. All right, Wrath of Man. Got Wrath it. Of Man. All right, very good, very good. Now, that was um, a little longer than we normally do, but well worth it. Very good. Um, yes. Very good. So you've sent me a script, and I notice it's not that long, so that's perfect. It's quite a short one called Masked by M.A. Garcia. Yes. I don't know what to say about this one. Um, you know, something's... Some things are just well-crafted. Some things are... It's not anyone's fault. Some things are slightly less well-crafted. <laughs> Go on. I'll just, I'll just leave. I'll just leave that. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, You know, okay. An, an apple grows on a tree and it's beautiful and perfect. And an mm. apple grows next to it on the same tree. And it's not as beautiful or as perfect as the one. Doesn't mean it's any less of an apple. It's just <laughs> variation in life. <laughs> Okay, masked. Masked. Title card, masked. Hmm. The sound of someone running gets closer and closer until the sound gets unbearable. Cut to external, suburban city night. Mm, oxymoron. Was that a suburb? Is <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. I, I love an oxymoron. Like civil war and friendly yeah, takeover yeah that's right <laughs> yeah friendly fire yeah yeah he's in ill health okay yeah sure suburban city night porter hmm, porter 20s catches his breath over the sidewalk he stands up straight and begins to breathe normally beat narrator's vo I once heard a story of a man who only came out at night. Porter makes his walk back. Okay. Narrator. He believed the earth was forever shrouded in darkness. A planet covered in concrete. Sounds like Middlesbrough. <laughs> have you been to Middlesbrough? Yeah, I have been to Middlesbrough. Yeah, me too. First it's... night I was there, all our cars got broken into. <laughs> oh, shit. Hi, Middlesbrough. <laughs> oh, God. Turn, turn the sound off Middlesbrough please yeah it's not fine. the Garden of Eden is it fucking hell do you know what I did in Middlesbrough I jumped off the bridge in Middlesbrough did, yeah I did a bungee oh shit I remember you doing this yeah oh fucking hell you did was it, was it one of the highest in Europe or something I don't know no, I don't think so it was just it was gonna be daylight when they did their show <laughs> In New York, it was uh, it was for oh. an American breakfast television show. The woman, the presenter, was going to jump off the. We need to do a bungee jump somewhere, um, and yeah. And he picked Middlesbrough for American daytime show. 
Yeah, yeah, they did. Why did he pick Middlesbrough? I don't know. But I was the tester. Oh, shit. To see if the rope worked. <laughs> see if the rope worked. I had to do it with... No, see if the microphone... You know, because she was all wireless. See if the microphone and the the IFB and all the communications worked. You know, she oh, did yeah. it live on TV. Yeah, it was good. Did you, like, willfully volunteer or did you just go... Yeah, like, no. Someone needs to go first, you. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, why not? Because, you know, when someone's going to pay for a bungee jump and why not but I did that thing where you know you're supposed to like go off just like swan dive and then like like you're diving into a thing mm. well I must have like I, as I as your body goes off you just went forward to, to do the drop and um, like th- this thing in your stomach goes like what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing mm. like this it, like in the brain stem it goes no 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 <laughs> <laughs> you can't override it and I kind of hunched double as I went off the edge Whoa. so it would have been a belt like and then the body when it gets to the bottom of the, the elastic the body straightens up and it goes like oh, no. <laughs> I used to do that whip thing that worm I didn't notice it at the time I thought it was like like um, elegant as anything <laughs> the cameraman when I got to the bottom he was like you okay <laughs> yeah great yeah <laughs> fucking hell yeah oh man I, I I would never ever do a bungee jump I don't think I could do it I've done things at heights before like paraglide and stuff but I don't think wow. I could ever just jump off and just yeah. fall with your own body weight at that speed right but fair play man fair play it doesn't, it doesn't feel right <laughs> it doesn't feel normal have you seen those pranks where uh, someone's about to do a bungee jump and as they jump, they've got a, a handful of rope hidden behind them, and they go, "No, no, no! Wait, wait!" And you throw the rope <laughs> as if it's not connected. And the person's like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, "No, I haven't. You haven't." Right, but by the end of today, I will yeah. have. They're so good because the person's face turned round. It's like <laughs> for like half a second. There's this rope flying at them. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. So oh, God, could you do that with a parachute, like in a plane as well? Oh, as, yeah. they go, as they're going for a skydive, they look at the door and someone's holding it. Is this your shoe? <laughs> Just like a flapping about parachute. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so it's like Middlesbrough. Porter <laughs> walks through a vacant parking lot. He had a master who took care of him, warned him to never come out after dawn. After dawn to forever stay in his windowless room from the hours of five to eight. Very specific. Hmm. Sleep is all he did. External side road, night. Porter walks down the lonely streets. The man did this for 14 years. He began to wonder why he couldn't leave. Okay. Hmm. Neighbourhood entrance, night. Entrance to the neighbourhood. <laughs> Porter enters the sleeping streets. The idea of escaping bounced inside his head, unable to get out. I should fucking think so. <laughs> You've been asked to stay in certain doors for 14 years. <laughs> and he decided but, he might want to get out. Between the hours of five and eight. <laughs> External neighbourhood tonight. Oh, he's not at the entrance, he's in the neighbourhood. Hmm. Porter stops and pulls out his phone. He dials 911. He started to forget when he didn't wonder. What? What? I don't don't know what that means. External house night. 
porter approaches the house with the front door already open. He eventually did. Eventually did wonder when he started to forget. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's fine. I'm just, cl- just clarifying. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. In the house. Continuous. Porter stops at the front door. May he see someone. Al, 16, Porter's brother, stands across from him. Al, where did you go? <laughs> Al's voice. Oh no, it's Al's voice is the same <laughs> I wasn't as the. Expecting that. Al's voice is the same as the narrator's. Okay, so. Oh, so Al's the narrator. Where did you go? Al's voice is the same as the narrator's. Only now it shakes. Where did you go? Where did you? Porter doesn't respond. He's driving over cobbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cattle grid. Yeah. Flash frame. Daylight. Don't know what a flash frame is. No. Nope. Al staring into something with anticipation. You left me. Tears begin to fall over Al's face. I didn't mean to, said Porter. So, sorry. Porter's been gone for 14 years. Al is 16 years old. Al was two years old when Porter left him. That's right, right. yeah, he wasn't out of nappies. No. Oh, that's right. Okay. Just just, just to put... Yeah, sure. Flash frame. A pigeon flails on the pavement, about to die. Blood flows from its fragile body. Al. Porter, I'm scared. How could you have done... No, that's Scouse. What was I <laughs> doing? Do scouse, no. <laughs> How could you have done this? No, I can't. I... How could you have done this? How could you have done this, lad? <laughs> oh, uh, I can't so even good. remember what I'm doing. Um, how could you have done this? Flash frame. Blood spills over the white tile. The white tile? Mm-hmm. I hear yeah. voices, says Al. Al leans on the wall beside him. Porter stands with no words as red and blue lights emerge behind him. Please, I'm guessing. The, the letter of the Lord in red on blue. <laughs> Would you like to see a poster campaign of the letter of the Lord? TV commercial, red on blue. What, what is the letter of the Lord? Uh, uh, um, what did they choose in the end? It, what, what is the letter of the Lord? And he goes, J. <laughs> Back to you, back yeah. Just Jay. <laughs> That's the letter of the law. In red on blue. <laughs> In red on blue. Thank you. Brass eye again. Please watch Brass Eye if you haven't already. Al drops something with a clank. He pulls up his hand, covered in blood, to whip away the tears. You're the only family that I've got now, says Al. A policeman walks up to the front door and turns on his flashlight. External yard day. Porter pushes Al onto the fence. Don't do that. Don't you ever do that. Al curls his body. Porter sees him holding a pocket knife. He knocks it out of his hand. It's bad, all right, Al. Listen. If anyone else sees you doing this kind of shit, mum might put you somewhere bad, all right? I don't know what the fuck accent this is now. Um, Al shivers like a dog. I thought it was the only family he had was Porter and Al. 
Uh, where? Oh, cause mum. On my pool oh, somewhere. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm just looking out for you. Fuck's sake. Al begins to cry <laughs> as Porter scouts the area. Come on, let's get out of here. Fuck's sake. P- come on, let's get out of here. Porter gently grabs Al by the arm, reassuring him that everything's going to be okay. The end. Not a clue what was happening. No. Oh. So did one of them do something to make pigeons come off the sky? Did he? Did he got powers or did he stab it? Um, I didn't know why there was a policeman. That just wasn't doing anything. And I didn't know why Porter was pushing Al. I don't know why Porter's been missing for 14 years and who no. made him go missing. Just so many questions. Man. What did he? Where's the blood come from? You know, I, what, what happened yeah. with that knife? Yeah, I don't know. It's just words. Just someone's just typing words out and then yeah. didn't stop for a bit and then we said the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Again, I'm so glad that we've put up our terrible efforts of scripts, Stu. Um, so anyone reading this will think like these two clowns ripping into this script. Just I refer you back to uh, an episode with the title John Brandy. Um, yeah, 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 this is for, true. For contrition. This is but very yeah. true. We're not, we're not here to make fun or to, to, to pick things, pick at things just for the sake of it. We're really not. Um, if stuff's great, we'll say it's great. If oh, stuff's yeah. like has potential we're here we're here to critique and and uh you know identify that i think you know uh, oh yeah but, of course but, but we do come across some fucking some real dog shit say <laughs> 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 it like it is i was just left with every single line of dialogue and i was like why but then why okay why uh yeah but why and there's just so many questions and you know it's kind of a lesson if, um, if you're writing scripts just to try and t- tie up some loose ends because we spoke about reading through some of these and you think, okay, well, that didn't make any sense and so you need yeah. to tie that up and this doesn't make sense, you need to tie that up and stuff. Um, and so, maybe the writer made assumptions that you know some... Like, they didn't explain it fully. Like, they're, they're, they're making assumptions in their own head that you're, yes. you know the story with them. So you need to really spell it out for yeah. the reader. Of course. Night time slows the narrator's his brother. Or is he the other one? I don't even know. He started to forget what he didn't wonder. And now it doesn't make sense. Where even am I? released obviously record these episodes slightly in advance of when they're released um imagine doing it live holy hell nah. but very recently uh my brother andy donovan uh, who's been been a, a guest on the podcast um uh, past and future yeah. guest friends of the show did the artwork he's animated um Oh my uh, it's, God. A, it's absolutely stunning. It's genuinely stunning. I can't stunning. believe it, to be honest. I, I can't 
can't believe it exists. Yeah. It's so good. He's done animation. It's on YouTube. If you Google bad screenplays, it's for the episode um, Baby Ghost Face, <laughs> which is it's a favourite of mine. And Classic. Yeah, Baby Ghost Face, sure. And he's animated the section of Baby Ghost Face. And it's just fantastic. I, I remember when um, Andrew sent it to me and Stu, and we were watching it for the first time. We were all just on WhatsApp. I, I wish we should have done a video version of it and I like a, a live sort of uh, reaction because it's, it's just excellent. So please, an unboxing. An, un- <laughs> an unboxing. Yeah. Please, please go and look at it. And he's so, he's so fucking ridiculously talented. He's making another one as well as we speak. Yes, um, is he? He is. Still, so nice. there'll, there'll be another one of those um, in the not too distant future. And he's just doing it because he's just an all-round good egg. Right? Yeah. Definitely, um, man. Also, we had a little competition, Stu, to coincide with the Oscars. We did. We did. We um, we were going to give out an award for our own best screenplay, best uh, bad screenplay of um, mm-hmm. of this year um, from submissions we've had from uh, Reddit and by email. And we have had some number. We have some votes counted, I believe. We do. They've all been totaled up. And the, the nominees were One Spot Left in Heaven, Cowboys Burn, Freezing Time, and Ass Hatsons. Um, every one of these scripts, we, we loved every single one of them. They, just, they were just great for no reason. And they all got quite a, quite a, a number of votes. Um, the fucking Reddit police shut down one of the posts, so there would have been more votes. But Administrator classed it as a self-promotion, even though we read out other people's screenplays on the podcast. And I think, as Stu mentioned to me in a message, that red subreddit is all about self-promotion anyway. Yeah, you're putting up your script for other people to read, so it's it's all about self-promotion. It is. So we're reading those scripts, and we're also reading a lot of them out on a podcast as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. However, However, we we do have a winner. The winner is... As Hatsons and Chris Frigo, friends of the show, he sent us a couple of scripts. Chris, um, you're the winner. As Hatsons, bad screenplays, best screenplay for 2021. Congratulations! Yeah, well done, Chris. Really good reading reading um, the stuff you've sent us. And uh, yeah, As Hatsons, well deserved. That was a funny script. Oh, it was great. It was great. We enjoyed the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost tropes and stuff and the Edgar Wright stuff and that was great. Yeah, so great. Send us an email to um, to the address where you want this uh, this trophy um, sending to. We'll get it in the post for you. <laughs> I'd be nice if you took a picture of yourself. You might not want anyone to see you with the trophy and you might put it straight in the bin because <laughs> it's, it's not the, it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the Oscar man. <laughs> It ain't the Oscar, man. <laughs> but congr- congratulations, Chris. Well done. Please yeah, very well done. Very well done. And so, obviously, uh, in the next year's Oscar corridor, I'm hoping that we've had another 12 months worth of scripts to read through, and we will be running this competition again. But between now and then, As Hatton's is the best screenplay of this year. Hey. Pleased about that. Right. Well, uh, and of course, the big score that we read tonight, that's in the running for next year. Yes, because that was submitted by Joseph uh, Rabage. As strong, that's gonna, I think that could be a strong contender. That's one of the best <laughs> I've read, and right. we've been reading these since November now, 2020, and that's that's right up there with the best ones I've read. Yeah, it really is. 
really is. Um, yeah, great. So thanks very much for listening to another week of bad screenplays. Um, I'm off to find another great script to send Mark for next week. Yes. And please join us next Friday for another episode. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for joining us for another episode of Bad Screenplays. If you enjoyed Bad Screenplays, maybe consider sending a script of your own to badscreenplayspodcast.gmail.com. Thanks to Andy Donovan for artwork, and thanks to Acast for continued support. If you like the podcast, please tell a friend, maybe even subscribe, and we'll see you next week. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.